afternoon. Uh, I'm always saying this morning, I don't know, it's already 12 o'clock. Amen. Amen. Go with me, adjust. Amen. 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 So welcome this morning, just say hello to your neighbor. Amen. Your neighbor. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, today, I hope we can finish quickly, and uh, I don't think I don't think I have anything I have to say actually. I don't think I have anything. I'm so dry this morning. And I'm wondering, Lord, where, which way, which way, which way, nothing. So I guess you just have to trust on my faith. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So. I know that, uh, I mean, we took a break a while, eh? it was awesome. All of us took a break. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because the last meeting, I was, I, was, I was asking everybody, were we able to join the Edmonton meeting? Everybody was, was able to just say, ah, it's like all of us took vacation. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are back now from vacation. Mm-hmm. Even, even though we are still having some small, small vacations. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, I think I'll just go from the thought that branched into Second Corinthians, really, uh, that we spent almost a, about a month. I'm pretty sure by now, and, and, and I've been saying it, but I'm sure you know it as a memory verse. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to go to the book of John, chapter 3. Uh, verse, I'll start from verse, verse 1. 
um, it says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Very, very, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. To be honest, this particular scripture... Depending on how the spirit wants to go, there's a, there are different channels and different ways it could go. And that's if we move further even into the thought. Amen. But just this aspect aspect that Jesus answered first is what I want to bring out. It says, very well, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I know we've been talking about entrance into the kingdom or just talking about the kingdom generally and um, it was around that aspect of both seeing and moving into the kingdom that we then diverged I believe by the spirit into Second Corinthians chapter 4 talking about the light that God sent and what that God what that light is ought, ought to do what that light ought to do is to make sure that we begin to move towards the kingdom even though the same light gets us born again, God had commanded that light to shine, right? Um, but the, the light has an intention, has an intent, and it is to make men move into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. And that is part of, when you begin to, in that, area, that aspect is where we now begin to see the operations of moving from Amen. darkness to light. Amen. Amen. Um, because when we get born again in itself, we, are, we, are, we, are, we have not really, really moved out of darkness. Amen. Now, because the darkness there is not sitting as, uh, or, or let me put this, it's not sitting as, I'm not a child of God, I'm not a there's, a, there's an aspect of that, because when we get born again in our spirit, we technically move from darkness to light already. But the way a soul will move out of darkness to light is actually by knowledge. So just because we get born again, I mean, we know that a newborn believer, there's so many things you need to learn. Right? So by default, you can't just say that for the, for the fact that there's a lot for what the soul needs to learn, it means that the soul has a lot of movement out of darkness to do. Because what is sitting in a soul as darkness is a knowledge. Right? So if what is sitting there is a knowledge, then you can't just say because I'm born again now, all of a sudden I'm totally out of darkness into light. But it's a gradual movement from darkness to light. Because God will need to send his light. Amen? And when God sends his light, there's something the light ought to do. And it is to bring us to his temple. Um, can we open? I think there's a, there's a scripture. Ah, John three, but we we'll see. There's a scripture that is coming to mind, and it's in the book of Psalms. Amen. Amen. Let me see. Um, can we open Psalm forty three? I think it's the best four, so but the, the first thing even that one, so okay, let me see. okay, it's at chapter it's not verse three. Um verse three. It says, Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Say, Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. <coughs> now, this is a soul. That is praying. I believe no, they didn't tell me here who wrote this psalm. Mm-hmm. No, normally, I don't know if you have those those psalms that used to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sons of Korah, eh? Uh-huh. 
those sons of Korah are pretty much are sons of priests. Mm. Amen. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> and of course, the if you are if you are close to a priest or you know a priest, then you should you should be familiar with light. Because that's really, really what that's the the mastery of priesthood, right? Is dependent on the kind of light and sight that is that you are using. Now, what separates a priest from the rest? I mean, there's, there are many things. Part of what separates a priest from the rest of Israel is one their office, right? Then, as part of their office, there's something they use, and it is the light that is in the holy place. Or the light that is in the sanctuary, because that one is their own light that God that they must use. Now realize that it is part of their service to make sure that that light does not go dim, or it goes out. They must rekindle the light. They must make sure there's oil to make sure that the light is shining. Amen. And that is why we have. You know, there's a doctrine that came out of that too. I don't know if you've been to the cellar. Uh, yeah, there's a doctrine that came out of that. And they call the pastors Olusha, meaning the keeper. Mm. So in a way, they are trying to say the priest, because the priest is the keeper of the lamp. Okay. So and in the church too, they have if you go to their altar, they will light maybe it could be candle, it could be lantern. Mm. They must make sure that that light does not go out. They must make sure. I don't know the rest of the doctrine around it, but I just know. That, that's what you do. Because I've visited the church many times and I'm always hearing the oh Lucia, Lucia, hey, that's not make sure and then when I kinda of asked and you know I got inside, okay, yeah, what is actually keeping is the light. And you must make sure that light does not go out. Amen. So now the a priest is tied to the light and side that is in the holy place. Amen. So of course, these sons of Korah, they know what light is. And you now realize that they said something about the light here in the verse. It says, Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Amen? Amen. Now, those two things that they are asking God to send, because it's impossible to give truth without light. So, really, the purpose of light is actually to give truth. Amen. Amen. But there's a, there's a part where truth begins to come to a soul. It's really in the part, it's a time of entrance into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. When you begin, to, when you are, when they are, move, when they are, when, when heaven is beckoning on the soul to move into the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Of course, there are so many things that they said about that in this particular verse, but just centering on that verse 3. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. He says, now, he now says in that verse 3, it says, Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Now notice that there's something that the light does. Right? And the truth, there's something it will do. It is to lead a soul. Where is it going to lead us to? He says, let them bring me unto thy holy hill. And to thy Tabernacles. Now realize that where this light that they are asking God to send mm-hmm. now, and I'm connecting this to the light that God now commands. It's almost like it's so praise. Send out that light. Then God commanded the light to shine. Mm-hmm. Then the light has a goal. It is to bring a soul into the holy hill. And what? Thy tabernacle. There's a reason why they call it holy hill. Right? Because when you talk about the tabernacle, is a is a dimension of holiness, right? So the tabernacle itself represents holiness. Now, where the holy tabernacle would rest is has to be a holy place. So that's why they call it the holy hill. And it also that hill is also significant. Amen. So let me let them bring me onto that holy hill where they will now what and to die. Tabernacles. So then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God, my exceeding joy. Amen. It says when they when it leads them into the tabernacle, then 
will I go unto the altar of God? I don't even know this is how this thing will go, but anyways, the what they are talking about here is really a journey. When light comes, it's ought, like I said, ought to lead a soul to the tabernacle. And inside the tabernacle is where you actually have the holy place and the most holy. Amen. So, when it leads them into, let's say the first place it leads them to see the holy place, then there's another part which is the most holy. That's where the altar of God is. So they are saying it will first lead them into the tabernacle. Of course, the first they will come into is the holy place. And then, they, they said then, after it had led them to the tabernacle, then will I go. That means then will they be able to go to the altar of God. Amen. Because they, it ought to lead them to the altar. Amen. So, what I'm saying there is that what the light ought to do is actually to lead a soul. Now, where the tabernacle is, is in the kingdom. Now, when you look at the tabernacle, the structure and the, the, the way it is arranged, it's actually to represent the kingdom. Now, the, when you enter the kingdom, it's not the tabernacle you enter first. Once you move into the kingdom, the first place you come into is the court. Right? I know we, we've talked about a little bit about the structure and how it's arranged and all those things. Right? But the first place a soul enters is the court. But the light ought to keep leading and keep leading the soul and then move the soul into the tabernacle. Then into the most holy. Amen. So you now see the arrangement of the kingdom, right? The way the light leads the soul into the kingdom. Praise the Lord. So I'll go back to that John chapter 3. Now I think what I wanted to bring here is just that the light has an intent, right? That God is sending is to bring a soul, is to lead a soul into the kingdom. So the aspect of the kingdom is not. Um, an easy feat, right? So once you get born again, the first thing that heaven begins to do is begin to minister growth, faith. Then after a while, they begin to minister entrance to the kingdom, right? And it's that part that did not begin to enable a soul to begin to see the kingdom. Amen? And I think, I, I, think I, I know we know it, but I'll just talk about it a little bit. I don't know why. I'm slow with this mind iPad, I'm just trying to get used to it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not used to it, but I'm trying to get used to it. Amen. Amen. I don't know. For some weird reason, I just... It's like I'm... I think it's going to be a little more convenient using this one. But, but I'm missing this. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I can use them simultaneously. I know I have it, but... Ah, see, how fast? Amen. Amen. When you know your Bible, you know your Bible. Yes, Amen. Amen. So in that verse 3, it said, Jesus answered and said unto him, Very, very, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, they're not saying that once you get born again, you start seeing the kingdom. He said, you have to be born again first. Because except a man be born again, he cannot see. But that doesn't mean that immediately they will start seeing. There are things that goes into making a soul to see the kingdom. Amen. I now realize that it is to see. Right? To see the kingdom means there are something that has to do with the eye. And then we now realize in Matthew chapter 6, I believe, where they begin to teach us about the eye. They now say that the eye, the, the eye is the light of the body. Right? Now if the eye be single, the whole body will be full of light. But if the eye be evil, the whole body will be full of darkness. If the light in me is darkness, then how great is that darkness? Amen. I'm sure too that if the light that be in the body is light, then the question now is how great is that light? Amen. Because there's always degrees of other light or darkness in a soul. Amen. So the, it means that for a soul to begin to see the kingdom, what they start treating is the eye. They have to treat the eye so that the eye can actually see the kingdom. So they have, that's when they now have to start doing surgical operation to change the evil eye into a single eye. Amen. And then they begin to show, okay, how to live. 
do this, don't do that. Structure your life this way. Go after the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom. Amen. Amen. A single eye is the eye that chases after the kingdom. So they now realize that it's after we get born again. You can now tell the soul, seek ye first the kingdom. And is righteousness. Then all other things shall be. And they say for all these other things is what the Gentiles seek. So it means that it is possible for a soul to be born again and, and, and not seek the kingdom and be seeking what other Gentiles seek. And be using the name of Jesus to get what Gentiles seek. And, I mean, to me, that's, that's my state. As of the time, if I realize what the kingdom was, if I realize what it means to, to love God, I mean, my, my entire picture of God is not beyond the natural, even though I know there's a God. But one way or the other, I don't see beyond, even though we claim we are on earth, but on one, we are not of the earth, we are heavenly. It's true. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that scripture was common amongst us then. It was very common. And it used to make us feel somehow. And especially, I mean, let me just, let me talk for myself. The way, the way I used to, feel, the way I used to feel then, <laughs> yeah? the way I used to feel then. No, sincerely in my heart, I believe I'm not of this world. Though. Yeah? I believe I have something superior, and it used to make me feel superior than those people that have riches and other things, right? And in a way, because I'm like, oh, well, it's all about that, though. And in a way, in a, in a way, something is is is. Justifying, okay, you don't have money, you don't have money, fine. I mean, the fact that everything is superior, it's true, it's a fact. So, it's not a fact, but that's not even the issue. The issue now is that how that thing is sitting in my heart is different. It's not really just with clear intention that everything matters and I'm chasing after it too. I just believe I am not of the earth, I am of the heaven. If you now check what the operation of that inside of me, I can explain it to you. It's very simple. Because I'm of the heaven, I can command things in the natural to begin to work for me. Simple. That was my... That's the operation of the understanding inside of me. I am not of this. That means I'm superior. Even though you have money, I'm superior. Because I am not of the earth. command What if, you, what if you check me? Is what they are chasing me to have chasing? Yes. Know that they have it faster. <laughs> it, it's, it's there. What, what they are looking for is what I'm looking for. And I'm pretty sure then all of them will be looking at, and they used to say those things. I don't know why, but it's a funny thing. They would, I'm pretty sure they used to look at us like hypocrites then. Yeah. That you people are seeing. Uh, yeah. I, I, I usually do like this thing that you, you want it, yeah. and maybe it's maybe somebody in their heart they know that we also want this thing. Yeah. So they know. I don't know. Maybe it's not the same for you guys, but for me, I'm a savior. I was, I was, I was, I was on top of the world, feeling, feeling I, because I'm born again. I love, I serve in the church. I, I, I like God's kind of God things. Therefore, automatically it should buy me. A privilege higher than others. So I guess somehow, somehow, maybe it's God still preserving me, not for me not to run the way they run. Yeah. But but really, what they are looking for is what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. There's no difference. Yeah. Yeah. Our understanding is actually the same, yeah. even though the way we live it out is different. Just like me, I had Jesus to my own. <laughs> They perhaps maybe they didn't even have Jesus or they don't care. And it's so funny that during that time it never occurred to any of all not say anyway, it never occurred to me that wait to all these things that these people are looking after. Jesus number one didn't chase after them. That's one. Two. There are many miracles Jesus did. 
thinking about the kingdom of God or being heavenly minded and all those things is those things that Jesus was doing before he died, then why did he die? It never occurred that okay. If it's about healing the sick, raising the dead, um, cause feeding five thousand, causing hand to grow, then honestly Jesus didn't need to die. Because he was already doing those things. And maybe our excuse then is that okay, he needed to die to deal with the aspect of sick. But wait to. But sin in itself, it is just to deal with sin. But you can still have sin and still be doing all these things. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. it, and, and, and funny enough, that's and that thing, that, that as, see that aspect of you can still have sin and be doing all these things. That thing deals with the body. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are, we were clueless. Our the way we were, the way we were thinking was funny. Yeah. That is dealt with the body. Then you now start, you now start hearing all kinds of news. Yeah. Maybe one one popular prophet that you know everybody know. I want to give word like this, and then all of a sudden you be hearing scandals, different things. Maybe a, 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 an awesome worship leader divorce, different things. Maybe cheated on wife. You know, we wonder what's going on in the body. What's going on? What's the issue? It's because we didn't know. Because we are really, really not, even though we love God, mm. but in our understanding, in our knowledge, we are still the same. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just that now, there's a difference, there's a sense, there's a, there's a more awoken conscience to things. But in the soul, there's a, there's a knowledge in the soul that has not been dealt with, that they have needed to deal with. Amen. Amen. And, that is the, and that is the reason why they needed to change the eye, to convert the eye from being evil to being single. So that it can chase after the kingdom. Now, doesn't mean that what gentiles seek, we won't have them. The difference is that we will not seek them. Because there's a difference between having something and seeking after something. There's a difference between that. So it's possible. I mean, there's nothing wrong in having a good house, having a good car. It, there's nothing wrong in being comfortable. Just that seeking, being comfortable with the whole of our soul is the issue. What we ought to seek is the kingdom. Then God can supply every other thing. So that even when we are in need and we pray for it, we won't be praying for it as if our entire as if we don't have it, we die. I mean, I know, I mean, I, I can tell. I mean, but thank God for now. I, I, I wouldn't boast that maybe I'm fully okay, but I shall know that there's a difference between when I used to pray then and when I pray now. Yes, sir. That time when I pray, it's almost as if I don't have it. I'm going to die. Lord, I need a car. I need a car. And I'm thinking, I'm already, as I'm praying, I'm already calculating I'm going to get the car. <laughs> Before God even outside the hotel, I'm already, if I do this, do that, do this, there will be supply of money. Then I can get a car. Even though, even my first car, I think, the way I got it safe, I mean calculator, I calculator. Wait, wait. I calculate it. I know where money will come from. And it's not even that God supplied the money. I went for the money. Because I know where it is. No, that time they used to give us bursary. So I waited for the bursary money to show. Once the bursary money showed like this, I said, thank God. And that year they gave me something something almost like uh, I think about 2k mm-hmm. and the car was like 3k then yeah. mm-hmm. so and I got a deal with the person I give you 2k first then I gave you the rest 1k later and then I calculated how I'm going to do it so while everybody will be saying the Lord provided yes thank God for me, me, me I, know, I, I know how the thing came 
But as at that time, I will sincerely believe God supply. That's the difference. I sincerely believe God supply, but I know how the thing came. Now we supply him. Amen. I just said that to just show that our hands, when we seek after something, we can be ignorant yeah. of many things. And in short, that's actually a major problem. Yeah. That ignorance is what God wants to heal. Yeah. No, in Hebrews, they were telling us who a priest is. And you know, Jesus is our high priest. Now, let me quickly even read itself. I can quickly go there. I don't, I don't describe this part. It says in Hebrews chapter 5, I think it should be 5. Verse 2. Okay, let me read from verse 1 actually, so it makes sense. Say, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained from many things pertaining to God. Say that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way. For that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. So you see, say who can have what? On them who are ignorant. Out of the way. Now see that, say, they have compassion on them that are ignorant. And who are the ignorant? Say we. We are very, say, we are, we are ignoramus. <laughs> when it comes to God's thing, when it comes to God's things, we are ignoramus. We have no clue. We are totally ignorant. When, when it comes to God's life, everything we are, we, and you know what it means to be ignorant? We ignore. When God's life comes like this, we just ignore it. Because there is no strength to agree. You just ignore. There's, recently, me, I think me and my wife, and then um, I think Pastor. Then we were, were gisting, and then we were just identifying ignorance. No part of there's a sign of ignorance, and there's a way there's a there's a way it smells, there's a way it flows. You know, you know, ignorance is you no. Know, for example, we may be hearing maybe word of righteousness or something. Like maybe, maybe sometimes somebody is preaching or something you should not do. And then just inside secretly, you just notice that somebody just cringe. I see. I said, mm, we are not saying no. Mm. Oh, yeah, awesome. But inside of us, we are cringing. Mm. It's almost like when they say, let us go and pray. I don't feel like praying. You just, mm. okay, let us pray. But you are cringing. Like, oh, I don't feel like praying. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that, that, somehow, that's how we ignore God's life. Mm. And it just means that this is our heart. We actually, what, it's not about what we are thinking. In our heart, it's the, it's the state of things. By default, we just ignore God's life. So when that thing is flowing like this, we just, uh, uh, just, you know, there's a way we dribble in soccer. We will play soccer where, well, just, just dribble. <laughs> just dribble, we dribble commandments. Wow. <laughs> and we can be so skilled like Ronaldinho, like Messi. When God, the soccer skill. You know the way. You know the way. Maybe God is setting obstacles. Don't go this way. God, just see that. Just dribble. Just dribble. Dribble God, quick, quick. And the funny thing is, it's so it's sweet. When we are doing it, it's so sweet because we feel justified. And that's what God really needs to take away. We are ignorant. God needs to remove ignorance. And there's something that makes us ignorant. It is a dark knowledge. Dark knowledge. And it is Hebrews that made, made it clear. Sorry, Ephesians. Let me see what I quickly find then I'll go forward. Because I'm hoping to, to end quickly today. Then we'll see where we go from there. Where is Hebrews? Okay, Ephesians chapter 4. Let me read from verse 17. 
So this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. So in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Now realize what, they, what they're saying is that they are ignorant because of the blindness of their heart. That their heart means that it's the blindness of the soul. What that is saying is that they have evil eye. Simple. It means that their eye is evil because the light in them is darkness. It says through the ignorance that they are alienated. Meaning to be alienated from something means to be foreign to it. Right? Remove alienated means you are they throw you away. So that you are an alien. They made you an alien. You know an alien is something that is for example, now we would have yeah, we are humans, right? And then if if another human for, that is not from it comes, that that soul is an alien. <laughs> to now alienate someone is to carry that person and throw them out. So for so they can make humans aliens. So, for example, now the people in space now they are alienated from the earth. Every, the people in the international international space station, all of them are aliens now. <laughs> we've, we've alienated them. We alienated them. I don't know if that English is correct, but anyway, we we alienate them into space. And it's true, they are they are aliens now. So it means to alienate someone is to carry that soul and throw it out. So that's that we are alienated from the life of God. So how they carry us and throw us out of God's life is by making us ignorant. And how they made us ignorant is by giving us the evil act and by blinding us. And this this, this is not far-fetched. It's very simple. This is just talking about Genesis. Mm. If you go back to Genesis, yeah. right, where uh, Eve ate and gave to Adam, yeah. the moment they did that, what happened to them? They were blinded. Mm. But they said their eyes were opened. But really, they are, they were, they, that opening of sight is actually a blindness. Because they are blind to the life of God, but their eyes are open to a whole new world of knowledge. That Satan is proceeding over. So if they are, if we are wondering how Satan became the god of this world, it's simply by knowledge. Simple. If you can remove Satan's knowledge out of men, automatically Satan ceases to become god of this world. Ceases. Although when we are Christians, we are no longer under the god of this world. <laughs> they made us alien. <laughs> so for them to really take us out of Satan's kingdom, they need to remove what made us alien to God's life. They need to remove it away and restore what will make us present. We are no longer aliens, but fellow heirs. Like they make us fellow heirs of salvation and then they make us alien to Satan's life. So Satan is no longer ruling. That's all. Just if, 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 carry an unbeliever right now and just teach him a life outside Satan's life that you know, he will be alienated from Satan's life. It's just that you can't just go and do that, it's not possible. It is impossible for you to take somebody out of Satan's kingdom without being born again. It's impossible. Mm. In short, the process, you will get that person born again automatically. Mm. 
you are trying to get somebody out of the world. Okay, see, the way you're living life is something like this is not so. There's a better way. This, this, when you start teaching out, so just notice all of this. By before you know it, the person got born again. They are moving to what? Really, what's going on? Not like that's the issue. That's the, that's just the issue. The issue is that our, the way we think, the way we function, is not because it's not out of God's knowledge or God's life. So by default, we just automatically find ourselves living Satan because that's what is preceding over men. Or when you call some, when you call, uh, what you call a kingdom, there has to be the reign of a king. And the way they. I don't know, I don't think this concept will make sense, but anyways. There's actually the reign of the king. Now, how Satan is reigning, or how death reigned over men, is not just by cutting agreement. Okay, do you like my life? Okay, okay, yes, you like it, okay, good. Now, uh, now that you like my life, we are together uh, forever, forever. Nothing more, nothing can separate us. It's not, it's not by that. Now I am the Lord. Now you are my servant because you know, we agree. It's not like that. For Satan to reign over his soul, he needs to, he needs to negotiate and transfer enough of his life and make that life. Uh, what's the English word? I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is that you have to make uh-huh, you have to make the light that life paramount priority. You have to make that light that life the predisposed life. Now that soul is living that that soul can't shake it off. You just naturally leave it. And that's how you have the rain. So when you're not talking about rain of life, you're talking about supply of so much life of God. Now when you say it is raining, it means that it is in agreement with your soul. Yeah. Our soul has agreed totally. There's nothing and it is it's available in yeah. surplus. Right? It's not just small. Right? It's not tiny. It is surplus. Right? Which not tallies with Jesus' statement that says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. When a life is more abundant, meaning it is raining. Because it's possible to have life, yeah. but yet it's not a raining life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The same way sometimes you may know certain things and then when it comes to living it, it may be difficult. Right? And then all or it's a sincere, maybe sincere, we wanted to do, but something happened before we made it. Ah! We've lived another life. Yeah. And what that means is that that one that we did is what is raining. Simple. Wow. So that one that we did is what is presiding, what is raining. And that's the rain of life that we have. Amen. Amen. Let me try and move forward. Amen. So, I think I've explained this aspect. It says, very early I say unto thee, that's John 3 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Very, very, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So I think I've explained the after that. When we get born again, doesn't mean we automatically see. Right? There has to be a transfer of knowledge. They have to erase certain things. They, they have to actually make a soul see the kingdom. So that when he see it, he can then begin to seek after the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first. Seek. Keep seeking. So when a soul begins to seek the kingdom is when it's trying to take the kingdom by force. Right? So the kingdom mm-hmm. suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Mm-hmm. Meaning that it is though that it's, it simply means though it's the seekers that can enter into the kingdom. Wow. A seeker is a violent man, is a violent soul that wants to take the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Not a seeker of ah, is there a movie I can use to explain this thing? I don't know. Who have seen Legend of the Seeker? Yeah. So, can you explain the... Can I quickly explain the summary of that Legend of the Seeker for me? You've seen Legend of the Seeker now? Mm-hmm. So, can you quickly... The Seeker is born to deliver the people from a dark lord. Yeah. So what does what does the seeker do? Why do they call him the seeker? 
Can you remember? I can't remember either. Me too, I've not watched it, but I don't I have an idea of it. But I can't remember the story, so but I I should know that there's a reason why they call him the, 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 the seeker. So they call it legend. Why you say legend of this art? And you know what they call it a legend? It means that there are parts. You know, like the legend of the black monkey. Meaning that there's something the black monkey did. Eh? So it's almost like the legend means the story. The, sto- the legend, the story of the seeker. So inside there, you have stories that will tell you he was born, then he had a great destiny, then he had to seek one sword. That once he holds on the sword, then he can use it to deliver the whole people. And that sword is the sign of victory. Whoever holds that sword is only the seeker that can hold the sword. Once you hold the sword like this, then with that sword, it will take victory. Uh, Movies. (laughs) Amen. So, I mean, did I even... Did I, I get the story now? Yeah, yeah. So that's all. I thought I, I had not seen that movie. So that's the, that's the story. It's like Excalibur. You know that... I, I mean, it's, it's what that author. It's King Gotham. King... It is like that. That you will have to carry the... It's only the true righteous person that can carry that sword. And then go and deliver the people. The, when you now realize that, you now realize that. Yeah. See that sword, but I mean, this is just side side story. But the thing is, see, you now realize that if the person can carry that sword and has no skill, they will all die. Yes. Imagine somebody say Excalibur, yay, and you don't know how to use it. All of them will die. Imagine, imagine they can't fight because just holding the sword like this because does not do anything. <laughs> you have to carry the sword and slash yeah. and slit throats. Maybe when you do that, then you not throw it up there. Maybe they will not do some magical stuff. <laughs> but you now realize that now realize that it will still come back. You know, in all those actual movies that they will show sword that dancing, sword and slaying men, and they will, will not rotate back, and they will do like this. They will just stick to inside. Yeah. <laughs> movies they can lie to us, eh? <laughs> but but it makes it look good. Because after when we see that, we will be happy. Yay! They create joy for us. Amen. Amen. Now I'm just I'm just explaining that there's a seeker. A seeker is he who is destined for that which they are seeking. That's what I'm trying to say. Amen. So when we begin to seek the kingdom, it means we want to enter. But we must be born again for us to be able to get to the point where we can actually see the kingdom. Amen. And then in verse 4, it says, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Amen. It, what he's saying here is simple. It means that for a soul to move into the kingdom, it can't be fully flesh. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Now, this is why I'm saying that is this because it is possible to enter the kingdom and still have some level of flesh, hmm. fleshy nature. Hmm. Because in reality, those, that's what they are dealing with as you begin to journey in the kingdom. Hmm. It's part of that flesh they will kill. On the altar of sacrifice, because yeah. they have to kill flesh, sacrifices on the altar, then they now have to take the blood yeah. and then move it into the tabernacle. Yeah. It means that by the time you are entering the tabernacle, ah, they must have slain your flesh fully, yes, sir. and then they just carry blood yeah. inside, and that blood just and blood means life. life. Amen. So on that altar, they just slay flesh, move it. Okay? It just simply means what enters into the holy place is much more spirit than flesh. Much more. The content of that life is spirit. 
So when you enter the kingdom, there's a level of spirit. So we enter it, they become spirit. In our soul, because of course man is spirit. The soul becomes spirit. Because before then, the soul is flesh. Everything inside that soul is telling us flesh, 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 not flesh like seek after the, what the Gentiles seek. Amen. Amen. Walk as other Gentiles because seek, seeking what Gentiles seek simply means walking after how Gentiles walk. That's comparing that with Ephesians. Amen. Amen. And the work, how they work is in the vanity of their mind. Being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. Amen. Now realize that there is. A conversion, I guess that's the word. There's a conversion that needs to take place for a soul to enter into the kingdom. You now realize born. That word born means convert. Amen. And of course, in literal, in literal sense, you can say to be born means you know, the way you give birth. Right? It's really, it's the spirit is really a conversion. Right? Unless you are born. That aspect of being born means there's something that is taking place at that time. Amen. Amen. And for a baby that is in the womb, they are converting that baby from the environment inside the womb into the world. Not the world is strange to a baby. Why? Because when they are born, it's, inside, it's where they are formed, inside the womb. They like the fluid. They poop inside, they drink it, lick it. Nothing is happening to them. See that word inside, they just as comfortable, that's what they know, that's what they care. Ah, so they just, they kick me. Then, when they are born, they all of a sudden, oh, wow. I mean, they're introduced into a new environment. Wow. So there's something called, whoa, oh, there's, 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 so I can breathe with air. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so I have, oh, I can breathe, oh, oh, wow. But before then, inside the womb, there was, <laughs> it is the mother that is supplying what the baby needs. Oxygen, everything is the mother in placenta, but because the baby can't really, really be breathing inside water. And you know, is that a, a baby can survive inside water, a brand new baby can survive inside water than an adult. If a baby is born today and just put them inside water, they won't die. But so be sure you don't cause the umbilical cord. <laughs> But I mean, even if you cut it to some, to some degree, they can hold their breath longer than you and me, unless you have trained yourself as a child. Because there are people that can train themselves to hold their breath long underwater. But a baby, a newborn baby will naturally survive inside water without problem. For a while, I mean, if you leave the baby there for a long time, the baby will eventually probably die. But just looking at that aspect, so because they are used to that environment in the womb, so it's not strange to them. Right? But everything else is strange. They begin to breathe on their own with their lungs. They are hearing different sounds. Although they've been hearing sound in the womb, but they are ambition is more louder. And then ah ah wait oh so the sound I was hearing was louder. Oh yeah I recognize that voice. That's my mommy's voice. I used to hear that voice in the womb. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> Then they'll hear maybe this kind of machine that is making sound. What's that? I don't know what it is before. But I hear this sound. Then they start getting themselves acclimatized to the environment. Amen. Amen. What that means is that they are intro, they are converted from the environment in the womb to the environment outside the womb. So it means that for us to enter the kingdom, we have to be converted. There has to be a conversion that takes place. And that's what Matthew 18 talks about. Let me read it. I think, I think maybe from there then I'll stop. Matthew 18. Let me read from verse 1. So at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. See what he's saying here. So that except you be converted as little children, you cannot enter. It means there has to be a conversion. And a conversion means they must be born. 
Now, being born here, the conversion here that they are saying that the most popular Aziz literature simply means you must be meek. So it takes meekness to really enter the kingdom. Amen. But this area of meekness, I'm going to talk about that. Let me just let me just end the meekness because of time. But I'm just saying that there has to be a conversion for a soul to enter into the kingdom. Um, that part of that conver- that conversion is meekness. They realize that the the, the the apostles they talk about meekness a lot because we'll, we'll see later why that meekness is needed. Because we're not talking about that today, but I'm pretty sure when Olu goes allow us to get, they will be able to talk about that aspect very well because. Meekness is very essential. If we are to grow well in the kingdom, I mean, I'm, sincerely, the, there's a level of meekness that allows us to enter, but there's meekness needed much, much more than that. Because you can enter the kingdom and you don't have some level of meekness, you don't realize that you cause problem inside the kingdom. You can cause problem. You can scatter things, man. You can, you can have natures that can be that can be chaotic. That chaotic. I mean, it's God. It's God's. It's God that is leading each and every one of us. That's how we should be careful. And we should be humble everywhere, all round, meek all round. Amen. Look, there are some things. Once, once they begin to beckon the soul to enter the kingdom, and even after the soul enters, there are certain things you now begin to see. Because once you enter. There's a light that is shining that is calling you to enter. And that light comes with something. It's called revelation. Right? And you now realize that the faith of the Son is therein, is the righteousness of God revealed. So that word revealed has a lot to do. A lot to do. Because that reveal means the thing that will be revealed to you. And there's an operation of revealing that can cause problems in a soul. It's not God's fault to. Now, God needs to supply you revelation for you to move into the kingdom. Or while you are even in the kingdom, it's something you must be acclimatized to. You must be acclimatized to revelation. And what revelation does is it gives, it makes it sweet. It gives sweetness. Because when it's in your mouth, it is sweet. It's only when it gets into the stomach that it is bitter. So when you are chewing it, ah, revelation is going to be sweet. So before the tail reach stomach, where it is bitter, you must you can cause problem. Because we now realize that nature since I will not begin to war, wrestle, begin to fight. Then in Arabia, you will begin to see all kinds of things that will begin to come out. Pride. Being puffed. Different things begin to show. Not like, ah, not like, so now we get this kind of yes. But, but I thought I was humble. Ah, yeah, humble. I thought I was meek. I thought I was, I thought I was a very gentle person. Why is this thing coming out of me? Uh, see, let me let me stop there. That's it. And this is this is this is where we need to know that we need to be wiser than Satan. Yes, sir. Because you now realize that you know there's a, there's a way a soul can be quiet, doesn't talk too much. Maybe when people argue, they quickly say, I don't want to argue, and that person will be feeling some some, some form of righteousness. See, me, I don't like. I, maybe one day now, maybe sparks. I'm like, ah, it is you that caused the problem. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not usually a, a, a violent person. You are making me do these things. I don't want to. Nobody is making you do anything. <laughs> Nobody. And that kind of a soul is a soul that does not want to change. In short, it's a sign. It's a sign of a soul that is not meek. I don't used to lack all these things. Inside me, there's no evil in there. You don't know me. Inside of me, me, I don't used to like problem. I just like to go gently. I just like to do my things quietly. It is you. I don't know. And the scripture says that you should not cause your brother to, 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 to stumble. You are causing me to stumble. <laughs> Quickly change. <laughs> That is God. What is happening? That God is trying to save you, <laughs> and that is where, if we look at this very well, you know, like that's the problem of, of the world today. Yeah. Everybody is no, nobody wants to take responsibility, and you now realize that the way Satan is sitting in everybody is different. 
And you can be self-righteous with, and be acclimatized with that, to that righteousness. That. But you don't know that it's Nasita Putande. It's Nasita that installed it. Just okay, I like to go JJ. I like to do it JJ. I like to go quietly. No, I don't make noise. When there's argument, I don't even like to hear argument. It makes me somehow. I just, I just leave it. Everyone's trying to say grow. Simple. Why? The question is, why are you seeing that as an argument? Is it really an argument? I mean, it could be, but I mean, but wait, but wait, you check yourself. How did it become an argument? Is it not because in you, you decided to make it an argument? Even if someone wants to argue with you, you can just be having a discussion. Not that sometimes, maybe somebody, they are, they are, I'm not talking this way. They are exchanging, they are just talking. Oh no, it's not like that, but it's like this. No, it's not like that, it's like this. Okay. In that, in that instance, somebody might be arguing, somebody might not be. And then the person was saying that, ah, I don't like argument. Ah, wait, who's arguing? <laughs> then I realize that, oh, wait, oh, it's because of the state of our heart. The way we've positioned ourselves in the conversation is what has given us a sense of argument. And when you not check that, you now realize that that is really tied to our own righteousness, our yes. way, our will. Yes, Having our will to be the Lord. Yes. That is usually what causes argument. Yes, sir. You can discuss certain things. Maybe I don't have understanding. You don't have understanding about it fully. I have some knowledge. You have some knowledge. Okay, we are discussing. Maybe because maybe I didn't see it. Oh, what is that? Oh, okay, okay, true. Ah, but I thought competition finish. But no, no, it's not like that. It's like this. No, I said it's not like that. It is like this. Just check it. There's something rocky. There's something at work. It is. Taking my own, my own, and it's almost like I'm the winner. It is my own that is right. That is evil. It's as simple as that. God will help us. Amen. Hallelujah. Why are you all laughing now? <laughs> Let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Thank you for your mercy and your kindness. So be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Mahatavani Mushita Barigata Vendi Mushita Bariasto Zeta Kalia Menzuta Epratovana Mushita Eprastasena. Can we just pray that heaven will help us with meekness? That wherever we are lacking meekness, that heaven will help us with mercy. Because sometimes we don't even know where we need to be meek. We don't even know where we are puffed up. Can we just pray for help this morning? Father, help us. Let there be help for meekness. Let meekness be restored in our heart. Let meekness rest. Let us are asking for help for meekness. Help for meekness. It make us meek. Help us to be meek. Help us to be meek. Marbata. For the purpose of the kingdom. For the sake of the kingdom, help us to be meek. For the sake of journeying properly to the expected end, help us with meekness. Paradoshta, emzaza devani moshte parikasima karia. Paradoshte keriata sambiata bandia. Zenemata, zenemota pariaste zetekali moshiparat. Emza, 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 zopata. Zende Makarda, Zende Boshta, Zoparadashi Maragaya, Zatapana. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for helping us even to see the need for meekness. Father, we pray, Lord, that you continue to strengthen us by your words, even to begin to come more alive to your life in the name of Jesus. Father, whatever is making us alienated from your life, we ask, Father, that you will cure our ignorance by your light and your truth in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you will send your light and your truth to us today. Father, that it will lead us, Lord, to your holy hill and your tabernacle in the name of Jesus. Father, let us come into the place of your altar that we may offer sacrifices unto you in righteousness. Father, we pray, Lord, that you will grant us help for to be meek. Grant us help to be meek. 
Father, we know we need to be meeker. We need to be more meek. For you are the meekest of all. We ask, Lord, that you grant us grace, help to agree with your manner of meekness. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.